Hello, hello, good morning or good evening or good afternoon. I don't really know when you are listening to this podcast, but my guess is sometime throughout the day. Today is January 31st, 2023, and tomorrow is actually my 30th birthday. So if you're tuning in, this means happy birthday to me. Haha. And now more serious stuff. Um, As I was prepping for the episode for this week, I thought, you know what? It would be really nice to publish a new exciting episode about the lessons that I have learned this year. And then I thought, you know what? No, I think it would actually be more valuable to have a look at what performed really well on the Fast Forward Amy Show in the past three years and what performed really well for me. And coincidentally, those are two of the same things because my second episode of the Fast Forward Amy Show, which is over 160 episodes ago, was an episode about my five secrets to boost your confidence. And to this day, I reference that episode. And to this day, that is the best-selling episode of the entire podcast. So without further ado, instead of giving you a new episode, today I want to introduce you to baby Amy's voice, which is a little bit higher, the less confident, Yet she was talking about confidence and I would just love to reignite the spark of this episode because even if you've already listened to this, I think you are going to love these five tips or five rules for you to live your most confident, best abundant life. Happy birthday to you, to me. You know what I mean. (laughs) Have fun. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Fast Forward Amy Show, the show where we talk about how you can lift your life and business with simple strategies. Has anyone ever told you that you should be more confident? I think it's something, it's so ridiculous, like you give a presentation in high school and people tell you, you should just be a little bit more confident. Or you want to get in front of a camera for your business and people tell you, you should just be more confident and do it. When in the history of the world has anyone ever gotten more confidence from hearing that sentence? I think absolutely no one. (laughs) Um, I used to joke about this with my mom and it's just not possible. Giving someone the piece of advice that they should be more confident doesn't really fix anything. It doesn't fix your insecurities. It doesn't uplevel your confidence. It only makes you feel worse. Now, it's not possible because it is not Like, no one ever got confident overnight. And I have thought about the topic of confidence a lot because a few years ago, I was really not doing well. Um, I kind of lost a lot of confidence and trust in myself, mostly, I think, because of boys. (laughs) That might sound ridiculous, but I got my heart broken so many times. And, um, well, that hurts. And I'm sure you can relate. I mean, I hope not, but I'm guessing you can. And... Over time, I needed to rebuild that confidence, and that's what I want to talk about today. Now, obviously, the issue wasn't just boys. Uh, There was a lot of other stuff, like financial stuff, my family, um, many, many things. That just basically made me lose a lot of confidence overall. And when I finally figured out how bad I was doing, and I was almost hitting burnout at that time, I reached out to someone to find a coach to help me take better care of myself. What I didn't know is that 
by hiring someone as a self-care coach by the way she's still one of my best friends and we now coach each other kind of in friend conversations <laughs> um what i didn't know is by focusing on my self-care and on my emotional eating she would help me become the most confident version of myself and she brought me to where i am today she um she's the woman who taught me how to love myself again how to be okay with myself how to build my confidence how to stop emotional eating and she's the reason i was able to finish my university degree and to build a business like i have today so i owe sarah the world and i'll be inviting sarah to the podcast um but i thought it would also be nice to talk about how i experienced these things and then maybe later i can do another confidence episode with her because i will definitely be having her on the podcast many times confidence when you translate it to dutch it means trust in yourself and i think that's a really good way to look at confidence because it seems like such a vague topic like oh you should be more confident well yes let's let me put on my confidence jacket and and i have it we don't we by now we know it doesn't work like that and it got me to thinking about what is confidence and and how do we build it because people kept telling me well you're so confident and you are like you dare to be on video and you can just go up on a stage and i thought well at the time i think this was about two years ago I was feeling kind of confident in many areas of my life, but the topic of men was still something that made me really not confident. So I thought it's funny how you can be so confident in one way and then not in another way, which brings me to how I perceive confidence. I think confidence means trust in yourself. And when you have more skills and you're going to rely on those skills, you create more trust in yourself and in those skills. And the more skills and trust you have, the more overall confidence you get as a result. That can explain why maybe you feel adequate at work and you're, if you're a photographer, you feel confident in your skills and shooting people, but you're not feeling confident in other areas of your life. So what I want to do is I want to talk about my own confidence manifesto that I've written out, I think, two years ago. And um, it's five mantras or, I don't know, sentences I use to remind myself of what it means to get confident and to be my most me version possible. And I hope you're going to like them. My goal is never to kind of push you to do certain things. I always want you to do the things that you feel comfortable with. And I want you to give your own spin to anything and everything I say. So let's go and have a look at the confidence manifesto. The first one is radical responsibility or 100% ownership. What do I mean by that? Well, um... I remember doing pretty well and I was like on a roll, getting my life together. I was making money, I was working, doing okay, but I kept getting stuck sometimes. And the reason why I got stuck, and I, I remember this literal moment when I realized this, is um, the moment when I realized I was still only taking about 90% ownership of my life and not 100%. So what happened is um, I have a great relationship with my parents and I always will, I think. They're my best friends. That might sound lame, but I don't think so. Anyways, um, not everything was always equally good. And a few years back, I was sitting in the car, driving home. I still remember exactly where I was. And I was driving home and... I was so sad and angry and I kept bottling up all of this anger and it was just exhausting. And there was a moment when I realized as long as I keep hoping someone else or like my parents will give me everything I need or they will fix my life or they will provide me with everything is I'm going to be unhappy for as long as 
that's the case because as long as I'm holding out this 10% hope that someone else is going to give stuff to me that they're not, that means that I'm going to stay unhappy. And right then and there in my beat up car (laughs) driving home, I realized I'm done. I'm done hoping and being disappointed. I'm done allowing other people to give me this feeling because I was allowing myself to give me this feeling. So I call that 100% ownership or radical responsibility because you are the only person responsible for your happiness. And often when I say this, people kind of hate me (laughs) because they're like, that's not true and my partner should make me happy and blah, blah, blah. But I was single for three years because I really believe that you cannot expect someone else to make you happy because that means you are putting ownership into their hands. And that's not the way it works. You are the owner of your life. You are the owner of your happiness. And that means you are 100% responsible for everything in your life. And as long as you do not acknowledge that, you are signing up for a life that is not as happy as it could be. So um, you have the power to be happy, but only when you take 100% ownership of it. And that's why this is called taking radical responsibility of your life. My second key to confidence is, um, you're going to hate this because you know this one, it's learning how to say no. A few years back, I don't know how many years, I think about five years... I was sitting in the chair at my hairdresser's and he told me, you know what, this is something no one likes, but the most important skill you'll have to learn in your life is learning how to say no. And I thought it was bullshit. (laughs) I didn't believe him. Until I did. Um, When you are saying yes to something, someone else, you are saying no to everything else. And this is something I struggle with immensely. It goes in ups and downs, but... This is setting boundaries and you need to learn how to say no without feeling guilty and you need to be able to say no to stuff that doesn't fulfill you or lift you up because when you say yes to something else, you are saying no to what you want. Stop apologizing for your body, your life, your wants and needs. You don't ever need to apologize for being you. Because remember, when you are saying yes to one thing, you are saying no to all other things. Third on the list is stating your wants and needs. Uh, This is a difficult one because often we expect other people to respect our boundaries and to fulfill our wishes and to make us happy and blah, blah, blah. But they don't know what we want and need if we don't even know it ourselves. And this can be found in, for example, a relationship with a partner where you feel like they don't respect what you need, but you haven't even found what you need, nor have you communicated it. Write down what you need, find out what you need, uh, ask your heart what you truly want. My coach Sarah often says, does this make your heart leap? And I used to think it was a weird sentence, but I've started kind of figuring it out. If I want to do something or not, I no longer think, okay, so I'll do something and maybe I don't want to, but I'll ask myself the question in the positive way, like, does this make my heart leap? Do I want to do this? Instead of reverting to... I'm going to do it and do I have a good enough reason to say no to doing this? I just ask myself the positive way. You deserve to be treated really well by your environment, but no one will do that unless you know how to communicate what you want and need. So we need to take back our power and we need to state our wants and needs. The fourth one is one I will be practicing for the rest of my life, which had a really big effect on me actually when I was looking for a new partner. It is forgiving yourself for not being perfect. For the longest time, um, I thought, 
how do I say this? This is really emotional and you might recognize this, you might not. But for the longest time, I was really mad at like past relationships and, and past like men in my past. Let's call them that <laughs> men or boys, you know, um, and I was kind of getting bitter and I paid attention to not um, talking about it too much online because I didn't want to create it into this really bad self-fulfilling prophecy of only attracting the worst. But I did struggle with it. And it wasn't until at a certain point I realized that I wasn't mad at them. I was mad at me for letting it get this far that I was able to make progress. I looked at it and I realized that I was so upset about the way I let myself be treated. I was upset about how naive I was that the only thing that was left for me to do was actually forgive myself. I had to forgive myself for not being perfect. And the way I did that was by looking at the situation, realizing all the things that happened and basically just accepting that that was what happened and that was how I let myself be treated. And then I promised myself to never let that happen again. And that is how I forgave myself in this instance for not being perfect. And there might be something you feel ashamed about or you feel like you need to be more perfect at. For example, being a better mom or being a better partner or a business partner or whatever. But the real question is, can you forgive yourself for not being perfect? Because that is going to make your life so much easier and so much more fun. I can promise. For me, a different way, uh, other than men, because I don't want all of my examples to be about men. <laughs> um, another way that I figured this out was when I was overeating. So I used to be really big into fitness and I used to follow a lot of people online who went from being super lean to having eating disorders to overcoming those eating disorders. And they used to talk about, you know, when you overeat the next day, just go back to being normal. Just go back to normal eating. Don't restrict yourself too much. Don't go over-exercising. Just go back to being normal. And I never really caught it. I was like, what is this missing link between the fact that they went overboard and then they just continued on like nothing happened? Because I would always, I was always feeling this guilt or this shame. You know, at the time, I didn't really know what it was. Until I realized... I needed forgiveness. I was feeling guilty when I overate or emotionally ate and I needed to forgive myself. And forgiveness is the actual tipping point the moment you can start moving forward because you can't move forward from a place of negativity. You can only start moving forward from a place of neutrality or positivity. So I was always feeling guilty and I was wondering about why I couldn't move past it. But it was because I needed to get back to a neutral state first. And that's what forgiveness does to you. So if any of this rings a bell for you, I want to ask you, can you forgive yourself? Because if you can, forgive yourself for not being perfect and then move on. Next up is a saying you know, and it is, you cannot pour from an empty cup. And that means that we need to put our self-care first above all other things. And to the moms listening to this podcast, you will be like, yeah, well, Amy, I can't do that because I have a kid. I know, and I know there are limits to what you can do. But I am saying this, especially if you're feeling very run down. You need to put your self-care first above all else. And um, obviously you, you do what's possible, you know, but I just want to hone in on this fact because... You really can't pour from an empty cup. And unfortunately, many of us only realize this after it's too late, after we hit burnout or something really bad happens and we can't really recover from it whenever. And in our society, we are too proud of too little sleep and too, hard, too proud of working too hard and all of those things. 
And that just makes no sense. We are the only ones responsible for filling our cup. When you are constantly filling other people's cup, make sure at least your teapot is filled. So you need to put your self-care first above all other things. You always come first because otherwise you can't take care of other people either. This means letting go a bit and realizing that you are worthy of respect and respect your warning signs because you know yourself and you know what you deserve. So allow yourself to lean into that. I am going to summarize this and I hope you liked it. Obviously, this is very personal and um, there will be many things I want to add to this list and I can go deeper into whatever, but I want this to be short and sweet and something you can hold on to. So I'm going to summarize it and I'm going to give you access to a way you can... um, Yeah, you can download this. First up, you need to take radical responsibility, aka 100% ownership of your life, because that is one of the keys to happiness. On top of that, you're going to have to learn how to say no, however difficult that is. And third on the list is stating your wants and needs. No one knows, especially you, what your wants and needs are um, if you don't find them out first. Fourth, Forgive yourself for not being perfect because perfect is overrated anyways. And last but definitely not least, because that's what all of this boils down to, is put your self-care first above all other things. You always come first. You cannot pour from an empty cup. You can't become confident overnight, but you definitely can start trusting yourself more every day. (music) 